Hey, my name is Rob Palin, and welcome to the Proof of Talent podcast, the show where we talk about everything talent and people related within the crypto, blockchain, and Web3 space. Today, we have a great interview for you. It is a conversation with Olivia Martyr, who is the director of talent at Magic. And we go into a number of really interesting topics around talent and people within the Web3 space in which Magic is building, as well as her transition and move into the crypto industry at, frankly, a really interesting time in the history of, of the crypto landscape. And so this is a fantastic conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Before then, if you are looking for your next opportunity within the crypto space, if you're looking for a new role, please feel free to reach out to the team at Proof Talent. I will include a link below in the YouTube and podcast description as well. If you are hiring right now at your company, if you're looking to strategically add talent, please feel free to reach out to us too. Happy to have a conversation with you about how Proof Talent works and how we've worked with 70 plus companies, hired 200 plus people in the crypto industry. So without further ado, let's hop into that conversation with Olivia. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for taking the time to join the Proof Talent podcast. Really appreciate it. You have, I think, a, a really interesting background that'll be you know, fun to just chat through some of your experiences. But just looking at it, would love to learn how you ended up working full time in the Web3 and crypto space, how you really ended up at Magic in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Hi, Rob. Hi, Remy. Thanks for having me. Uh, I always say I fell into recruiting. It definitely wasn't a career path that I was exposed to in school or in college, um, but it's one that highly resonates with my skill sets. And I often say, yeah, this is pretty much what I was born on this planet to do. I'm a natural connector. I was raised in restaurants. So I uh, really love um, being around super dynamic people and uh, kind of being a conduit for others. So communication has always been one of my strong suits. Um, I thought I wanted to fall into my uh, follow my father's footsteps and work in restaurants, um, but then kind of thought long term. And uh, my ex's mother actually had a headhunting firm, and so I was exposed to recruiting. Um, and I actually started recruiting uh, in February of 2020. So it was kind of a happy accident that I fell into mm -hmm. tech recruiting um, as that was the only industry that was scaling. But I, I really resonated with tech talent um, and I found specifically B2B, but really kind of across the gamut, um, you know, tech talent to be really uh, interested in innovation. Um, and that was, uh, you know, concentric circle um, and overlap with one of my uh, interests. And then I kind of fell down the Web3 rabbit hole um, when I was listening to a, a Tim Ferriss, um, Chris Dixon podcast. And uh, I highly recommend it if you haven't listened to it. Um, for me, it's always been, uh, I'm super curious and it's always been about learning and growing. And he made the analogy of the smart chip and the iPhone and how we didn't really know the, what the technology would yield, but you get enough smart people in the room and, um, you know, the entrepreneurs figure it out and, you know, it's like the geolocation, right. It's like, who would have known that Uber would have bought this technology and it would, you know, yield such great results in this billion dollar company. And so, um, I worked at a, a an agency before. It was kind of a boutique consulting firm, and just um, found Web three talent specifically to be super energized and engaging, and again, uh, really interested in innovation. Um, and Magic was actually one of my clients, 
Uh, one of the first hires um, was a security engineering manager, which is ironic because we actually have that role open right now. Um, and just, yeah, really fell in love with the team. And I wasn't really considering moving in-house and I would not have considered moving in-house for any opportunity, but the allure of working alongside the caliber of talent that we were recruiting was, was really hard to look away from. And I really was uh, excited about the potential to work for a trailblazing company that was solving a real problem. And I don't know if you know about magic, but we are really solving a critical issue in Web3, which is onboarding. Um, and so it's it's been uh, a really wild ride and super fun. And I'm uh, extremely gratified to be here. 100%. I, like, I think a lot of us fall into recruitment without actually planning it. But yeah. you know, the people that are natural, like super connectors, really find a nice home within this space, especially in Web3 with it being so new, so innovative. Uh, a lot of smart people coming from different backgrounds to build the future of tech. So that that's really an, an awesome career journey. Um, I, I'd love to dive into like what you mentioned for as being a conduit for others and how that aspect and, and skill that you have has supported the growth of of magic. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the word conduit, right, it's it's being the connective tissue between two parties. And I think it's really important as recruiters, um, to really understand the needs of both sides um, and and connect them, right? Um, so I, like I mentioned before, I'm just super, you know, curious naturally. Um, and so as it relates to, you know, kicking off the process with hiring managers, um, I think it's really important to kind of take the Socratic method, right? And, and just ask as many questions as possible. Um, because uh, oftentimes you can kind of identify blind spots that maybe a hiring manager hasn't yet considered. So, you know, maybe what what are some of the qualities that have um, yielded great success on the team um, from the candidates that we've recruited thus far, or maybe where where are we falling short, right? Um, and kind of uh, using this framework to help uh, hiring managers actualize like where the gap is and what the real need is for our future recruits, right? And it's it's a it's an agile process, right? It's like we're not doing the waterfall method where we just like are super set in stone and rigid. Like we're constantly iterating and communicating. Um, mm -hmm. Something like, for instance, that we've really honed in on um, at Magic is we really want to recruit customer obsessed talent, right? Um, we we want to recruit folks who. Uh, are really focused on that end product and usability because at its core, that's what that's what uh, you know developers and end users love about our product. Um, another key thing, just to reference Web three specifically, is like you take the rule book and you throw it out the window, right? Um, nobody that's super rigid. Um, that's something that that we've also, again, being that conduit, helping um, articulate that to the team is like, you know, when when you bring someone in who maybe is super senior and has applied a playbook multiple times with great success at other companies, Web three is a super dynamic environment. It's it's very different, right? You have to be agile um, and you have to be able to think on your toes. And I think for the right candidate, that's actually uh, highly enticing, right? Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's great to be curious as a recruiter because um, you will inevitably uh, help unearth some insights that maybe weren't top of mind for hiring managers at the onset. You mentioned one, I think, difference from Web3 to maybe like the traditional world, but I'm curious with your background, 
like you mentioned, you worked in an agency for a few years and sure with a pretty broad portfolio of of high tech companies. What if if anything do you kind of notice is like some some key differences between recruiting for the traditional tech world and recruiting within the web three space in, in particular now? Yeah, I mean, I would hope that most companies would would take this approach and and be dynamic and constantly learn. But something that I love about this leadership team, and I, I always say it, and I'm super authentic when I say it, is that um, we love to be humbled and we love to learn. Um, and I think it it really serves to benefit us in the end. Like we don't think that we know best. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, being super smart and intentional um, is something that is key to to your success in Web3 because, you know, the regulatory environment is constantly shifting or um, the market is shifting. Um, and I think uh, having a passion for what we're building uh, rings true as well, right? I think a lot of people you know, they they see it as like a fad or they compare it to AI, for instance, right? Um, it's super important that not only for, for us, but also for the candidate and their success. And, and I think that um, passion and success are, you know, they, they have a close relationship. Like if you believe in what we're building, then you're going to enjoy the work that you do here much more. You're going to be that much more engaged, right? Um so I would say, yeah, that that's a key distinction for sure. Um, and then I would say having a real impact because, like I mentioned before, we we are really pioneers in this space. And so um, maybe what differentiates us from a typical B two B SaaS company, which not to say that these companies aren't disruptors in their space, is that uh, you can really see the the real fruits of your labor, right? Um, not only in within the company, but also in the macro market, because what we're solving is is real, right? Um, we're actually onboarding that native Web two user without education into Web three. And so, I remember our director of product he used this really funny meme from I think it was Gatsby or something with like Leo DiCaprio doing the cheers, and he's like, "You're welcome, Web three. But it's like we are really opening up access to Web three, and so. If you're mission driven, um, yeah, that's that's something else that's uh, that's really key. I love the the point on basically being open minded. I think a lot of the teams we see that struggle with hiring, specifically the ones that are stuck in their ways, right, not open yeah. to receiving any feedback or actually like talent strategy or support, and that starts with the leadership team, hundred percent. And I'd love to, mm -hmm. I guess pivot into that area as well i feel like you guys have a phenomenal leadership team and that's one of the Thanks. top reasons you know why you guys are as successful as you are let's let's dive into like the assembly of that team and just the process yeah. of bringing those people together yeah super fun um let's say definitely one of my proudest uh, proudest accomplishments it's something that of course i did collaboratively with the leadership team but yeah, like I mentioned before, right, as recruiters, we are conduits and we provide that framework. And at startups, uh, especially at Web3 startups, sometimes it becomes difficult to think maybe one year out, right? But that framework or exercise of, of kind of mapping out, like, where do we want to go is super important when you're assembling an executive team, because then you can identify your own gaps. And something that I think is uh, really true of, of an effective leader is um, not only understanding your strengths, but also understanding like 
where where would somebody else be better suited to lead here, right? Um, and it's a really important exercise because it forces you not only to look ahead and to plan and maybe like from a product strategy perspective, you know, set goals and and met and metrics and targets, right? And then you can map backwards and say, okay, what what sort of leaders do I need? And then being able to delegate accordingly is super important. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really important exercise to run with with leaders when you're uh, you know assembling an executive team is kind of thinking one year ahead, three years ahead, five years ahead, and then mapping backwards um, so that you can really actually uh, discern um, experience and skill sets. Um, and then it can be like a two plus two equals five or a thousand or a million situation where it's like the sum is equal or is yeah, greater than um, its parts type of situation. Um, so yeah, we have really incredible synergy on the executive team. Super proud. We did a like a life map uh, exercise. Shout out to Monica, our chief of staff, where everyone kind of at our last executive offsite uh, mapped out, you know, how they got to where we were, and that was definitely one of the most rewarding moments in my professional career because to be a part of everyone's journey was um, just super exciting. So yeah, that is it is one of the. I think cool parts about just recruiting in general is making an impact and hopefully a positive one on a variety of people's lives and like just helping them to get where they are and kind of being that not missing piece, but like ha just having the involvement there is, is kind of cool to see like, Oh, like we, we helped that to happen. And obviously you know, those people mm -hmm. are responsible for kind of getting it done and, and, and being, the execute like the behind the execution of it, but it's it's always cool from like a recruitment standpoint to to be a part of that. So, um, one of the things too that that you had alluded to earlier, and and this I think is probably true at the executive level, but also down to maybe like the most junior employee on the team is around the I think like passion and just like commitment to the vision um, around what your team is building. I'm, I'm curious as to maybe how you communicate that or screen for that during an inter interview process to find out who those people are that do fit the bill and do kind of fit the culture of, of magic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I tend to be a direct communicator. I don't know if you've gathered that already, but um, I'm not a huge fan of like behavioral questions. So like, tell me about a time when uh, I think when you're really authentic with someone and you ask, Hey, you know, what was it about us that caught, caught your eye or why, why magic? Why did you respond to my message? Um, you can typically tell, uh, when, you know, someone is, is, uh, genuinely excited and there are many, many entry points into web three and what we're building. So I don't have like a scripted response that I'm looking for either. And something else that I believe wholeheartedly is that an interview loop is a loop and it serves its purpose as such. And so, uh, you know, it shouldn't be repetitive, right? Each part serves its purpose and the sum again is, is um, greater than its parts. So along the way, um, you know, we've mapped out, so we've defined our values as a company. And then within the interview loop, we've mapped out those values and made sure to actually embed them in each, um, you know, touch point uh, to ensure that, um, you know, each interviewer has a, a core focus, not only from a skill set perspective, but also from a values perspective, so that as we continue to scale and recruit talent, um, 
we are amplifying that culture, which is especially, you know, important in a remote culture, right? Um, where, you know, we don't get to meet every day. Um, something really incredible that our design team did is they just really like low hanging fruit, but they made these um, slack reactions that are really beautiful, by the way, um, that uh, are related to our, our values. And so every day when a magician does something that embodies our core values, we're able to actually kind of shout them out or or um, call explicitly call it out. Um, but yeah, just to go back to what you're referencing, um, yeah, I think you can tell when someone's being authentic and uh, really also being um, intentional when you're designing designing the interview loop is is super important as well. I like the magicians. I think uh, other teams should yeah. take some take some notes on that for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna do but I'm I'm proud to be a ma magician. So yeah, <laughs> as you should be. And I yeah. think to your point as well, like if you're like that question you have for other candidates, you know, why were you interested in magic? I think one of the like qualities we've all built in Web three is being able to like sniff out if someone's real or fake in the space, a hundred percent. And, you know, like that genuineness uh, of people that are, you know, doing the research at the end of the day, like, if you yeah. are jumping on a call with someone, I think most of the time in this ecosystem, the ones that are passionate will go on Google, go on YouTube, Twitter, find out what the latest trends or updates that this team is up to. And I think that's a huge quality. And those are the type of people you should 100% be hiring for your team. Yeah, but also even just not not necessarily to challenge you, but I think that there are a lot of incredible and we've recruited incredible talent who, you know, magic and maybe Web3 is not yet on their radar. And yep. so um, like it's it's super important as a recruiter not to necessarily be a salesperson, but once you realize that sales is just relationship building and that you are, again, just being that conduit we can say, you know, you're selling the company. Um, I think, yeah, being able to read people um, and and kind of find the entry point that way has also been really cool because some of our best recruits weren't aware of, of you know, magic before I reached out to them. Um, and, you know, to, this is, this is actually the, the, uh, the obstacle that we're trying to solve is like mainstream user onboarding and adoption. And so, uh, selling magic on somebody who maybe didn't even already know about us. And again, like creating that safe space to be like, Hey, I'm not quizzing you at the onset, but like, I genuinely want to make sure that you understand what it is that we're building. But hopefully by the end of the interview loop, if you can't catch that passion and they haven't done the research, then of course that's a red flag. Um, but yeah, also just saying like, it, it's been cool to also recruit people over <laughs> to our side of things and to kind of show the value and um, upside of what we're building. This probably, I'm sure the pitch every single time depends upon who the person is, what the role is and, and a variety of factors. But if you had any advice for other hiring managers at, at other companies who are trying to maybe pull similar people from the tech world, web two world, find like whatever you want to call it, the traditional world, the non web three space, um, pull those people who might not have that background into uh, the web three world. What have you found to be successful or, or what, what advice would you give to those individuals who are, are trying to appeal to, to that type of, of talent in a similar way that you do? Definitely. I mean, you have to be 
tenacious, right? If there's someone that you find to be interesting, just stay on them and and I guess keep building the relationship. Uh, for better or worse, like the candid answer is that people are going to look at the investors because it's been a tough, you know, market and they want to know that like we're backed by really solid investors like PayPal and and uh, North Zone and Sherubic. I would say in the LinkedIn messages, to be honest, like the fundraise and um, and investors are are pretty huge, but it's it's like a funnel, right? And so top of funnel is is one part of it, but as you go down, right? It's once you actually get them on the phone. Um, I think it's really important. Um, and again, this isn't like salesy or smokes and yep. smoke and mirrors, but like this is being a conduit, right? Like understanding what are your biggest drivers as a candidate? Like what are your critical must-haves for your next role? And then mapping the conversations back to that. Like, hey, you know, this is something that I've heard you mentioned throughout the process. Like you really want to make an impact. You want to be a big fish in a small pond. Like you're at that level, right, where you're kind of maybe a little bit limited in your current role um, and you want to apply all of this um, insight uh, to a smaller company and actually scale and have a, a huge part in building that, but always mapping it back back to what you've mined from that candidate from the get-go. Um, so yeah, I would say just being a really good listener to start and asking the right questions and then mapping the conversation back there. Um, just again, like being like, providing the framework that they've the candidate has provided to you at the onset is super important. Yeah, I think that's just incredible, incredible feedback for other people that are listening, other other candidates as well, too. And I I remember as well, in the midst of the bear market, you guys did a massive raise too, which was honestly really exciting to see for the space yeah. that, that VCs were still injecting any money into it. What was that time frame like for you guys from a talent perspective because obviously a lot of teams were cutting cutting talent letting go of talent but i would assume yeah. you know with the raise yeah. that might be a great opportunity for for a team like yourself yeah definitely i know and i was sitting on the information for a minute and i kept being like can we can we <laughs> um but then we did i mean it, it definitely helped um so wait the question was how did it how did it help in the recruiting process or just what was that time period like from a hiring perspective oh, yeah. in the, in the midst of the, the bear? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's insidious, right? Like you want to be a part of a growing company, not one that's scaling back. And to, I mean, we have an incredible fundraising team and we also have an incredible product and we have an incredible sales pipeline. So uh, yeah, I mean, to raise 52 million, we actually had 40 million committed and then we exceeded that by 12 million. Like that was super energizing and galvanizing for the team. And of course, for, for the recruiting team. Right. Um, and that really kind of, uh, you know, that made candidates lean in like, okay, there must be something going on here. Um, you know, the, the executive team says it was one of, it was the hardest environment to, to raise, um, that they had ever seen. Um, but like I mentioned, yeah, I think it, it, uh, it's important to also have that sort of focus and commitment in downtimes. And we were lucky in that we, we were able to raise that. Um, but you know, every magician here continued to believe in the product, um, which was great. And then as it relates to hiring, despite the fundraise, we're still being 
super intentional about hiring and we're just looking at uh you know each and every hire and and uh you know pipeline to to inform that um so yeah i mean shout out to our our head of finance he's really incredible and he's seen all sides of things um but yeah i would say uh we we want to learn from the market and we don't want to overhire um and we again just want to be intentional in every move that we make so yeah, but super exciting. Um, and it, it helps from a recruiting standpoint, not going to lie. <laughs> but also candidates are asking about burn, right? Any smart candidate joining a startup and financial stability. And so um, that makes my job easier. And uh, from like, a you know, I care deeply about every magician. I want them, you know, to stay with us. And so, um, yeah, it, it helps. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things you said that I think are probably an interesting way to to bounce off of. But I mean, even going back to like your background in recruiting, you started like the month of COVID, the month before COVID, and then joined the crypto space in May of 2022, I think. So I feel like in yeah. a relatively short-ish amount of time in recruiting four plus years or four or you know, four four I think four years now, right now. Um yeah around there it has like you have been experiencing all types of ups and downs both i feel like the yeah. the tech industry was super negative for a few months post covid and then all of a sudden came roaring back and then you joined crypto at a very in the web3 space at a very interesting time kind of towards the the start yeah. of the the downward trend um but you had mentioned to the obviously i feel like how the market in in general in in this space can kind of humble mm -hmm. you and, yeah. and being really intentional about everything you you do um curious on on your team's end because i think that's something where maybe it's just learning from people who have made mistakes previous but i think that is one thing especially in this industry where executive teams or just companies in general can get really hyped up and really excited about things and have some early success and then outgrow that success or, or th plan way too far ahead of time for that success and things change very yeah. quickly. Um, I'm curious as, as to how, you know, you, your, yourself, your team, like can kind of like have that level of humility through the growth and, and think with that level of intention. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to reference when I got my start in recruiting, I, I think it was the biggest blessing to just, you know, go home and, and have to, I learn it myself, right? I really just jumped into the deep end. Um, that taught me confidence in self, right? Um, and I think it's also okay to make mistakes along the way and and to create an environment of psychological safety where people feel comfortable and confident coming in with bold ideas. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I learned recruiting, I really had to lean into myself, into my voice. And then I realized, oh, it's actually... A lot simpler than people make it out to be. You're just talking to a human being or maybe two human beings and you're you have to be really good at communicating and you have to understand like where where and when to bring things up, right? Um and then yeah, as it relates to you know the the macro market um and joining magic in May of 2022. Yeah, super interesting. You know, it's like I joined and the market was hot and then Coinbase, I think, and announced the layoffs. <laughs> and then it wasn't, yeah. But it's like these are the environments, and I know this is a cliche where people really test, right? Um, and the executive team is, you know, they 
started Fortmatic, which was the original wallet as a service tool that um, they, they built uh, eight years ago. And so they've been through you know, so much. And so that's where the vision becomes really important, right? And the commitment to the vision. Um, and I I think, yeah, we've we've learned to exercise um that sort of you know communication around authenticity and and um what it takes. And again, to really it pushes the leadership team to be that much more honed in and focused on like what is our mission, right? Um but yeah, I mean I, I feel like the team is more energized than they've ever been. We've got, you know, like PDE, so product design and engineering, like super in lockstep, right? And you have to understand when you join a startup that you're going to do a lot of testing and and sometimes you're going to feel like, you know, oh, I'm like moving over here and is that really like doing anything for the larger good? But again, staying, uh, keeping that feedback loop tight so that we understand like what's actually contributing to our objectives and what's not um, is super important. And then developing that muscle together is super important. And then it just becomes a bit easier as you go. But yeah, it's it's always going to be challenging. And I think that th those are the folks that we recruit who are, are like, actually, I want to always learn and grow. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, and I would say that's a common thread with every recruit that we've made. It's just for, forever learners. Self-starter as well, right? I'm sure that's one of the biggest qualities in this this industry because no one has yeah. figured it out. Um, exactly, which is and, exciting to some people and maybe scary to others, right? Find others. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know the answer. There are those that are like, well, let me go figure it out. And that's super important. And all the resources are out there as well, too. And I think the beauty of Web3 is the openness of people wanting to, to help one another. And I think... At the organizational level, it starts with the culture, right? And I'd love to dive into your guys' culture as well. I had the honor of going to one of your guys' lunches uh, during Permissionless, oh, nice. meeting Patrick and Adam uh, on the BD <laughs> team, big fans of, of them and, and what they're doing in the space. Same. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it all starts with the people, right? And and that's how you breed great, great organizations. So yeah. how did you guys go about building such a connected culture and, and company, right? Because it's like, like we said before, it starts with the top and, and trickles its way down. Yeah. And I've seen it, you know, in person. So definitely. I mean, yeah, you have to have executive buy-in. Uh, Spence, our COO, he always says, like, if you're getting on a bus and you don't know where you're going, but you like who you're sitting next to, you're that much more likely to stay on that bus. And I think it's that's super important. So yeah, before I joined, when I was interviewing um, or recruited myself, I really kind of focused on like, you know, how important is recruiting to you? Like, is this something that is a fluff world for you? Or are you critically invested in the quality of the talent that we bring in? And um, I believed it when leadership told me, and I still believe that to be true. And we're continuously iterating on that. Um, and we're refining it as we go. Um, you know, Steve, our VP of design, he's amazing. Uh, he led a values workshop and we collaboratively defined our values at our uh, offsite in September of 2023. So it was not a top-down approach. It was, a, I don't want to say bottom-up, but maybe like a flat approach where everyone weighed in and we collectively defined our identity. Um, 
I think ultimately, you know, you, you learn as you go when you're working at a startup. And again, it's you're you're constantly iterating. So to start, the team is smaller and you kind of have to break from the muscle of, you know, really only collaborating with those people, but then kind of bringing other people into the journey as you go. Um, but again, kind of making sure that you say out loud, okay, what is it that is uh is the common thread between these recruits and then continuously kind of honing in on that and articulating it. And then um, again, you know, mapping it out to, to the larger values. And it, there's just been inputs from everyone, like our people ops lead Sarah, she was like, what if we make a shout outs channel where people just say like, Hey, you know, like this person just helped me with this and this is super amazing. And it's actually one of the most active Slack channels that we use today. So I would say a super supportive group of people. And something else that I'm really proud of is that every new recruit that I speak to, they always say, everyone is so nice here, um, which that's, that goes a long way. So I'm really proud that when there's someone new in the room, people actually go out of their way to help, um, which is, I guess, yeah, also something that I guess we've we've managed to discern via the interview loop and process and values that I've laid out before that's 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 awesome that's uh definitely a good uh part of the culture to have it's just nice people because there are a lot of places where yeah. that's not the case so yeah you want to work with people that you want to work with right yeah it's that simple it's a big it's a big part of your life you should you should like working with the people that you work with for sure absolutely yeah and can i learn from this person is it is one of the questions that we actually have in greenhouse uh as one of like the the inner interviewer has to answer this question. Um, there are other ones that we use, but can I learn from this person is one that everyone has to answer. So yeah. It's definitely an interesting one. As we come to the end of this conversation, wanted to see if there's anything maybe we didn't touch on or if there's anything going on with magic that we should be aware of as, as something to finish off with here. I mean, I, I feel really excited about this next year. I think, you know, any B2B SaaS org will say, right, like as that first year is a lot of testing, right, where you're kind of, you know, balancing client requests with product vision and strategy. Um, but yeah, I would just say, like, keep your eyes peeled and stay tuned because there's a lot of momentum in market. Um, and we're talking to so many brands with brand assets that want to continue to drive loyalty and engagement via those assets in web three. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a really incredible tool, uh, and it's only getting prettier. Our design team is coming out with, and product marketing, like they're coming out with really incredible resources. And so we want to be thought partners for our clients. And so, um, beyond just like utilizing the product, uh, we want to really demystify web three. So yeah, I'm really excited about 2024. Um, and, excited to see who we recruit, but also holistically just um, the quality of the product and the materials that we put out there um, just to educate and, and inform people who don't yet understand Web3. Um, yeah. I think that was definitely a huge thing I was excited about with Magic was just the, the Web2 brands that you guys have onboarded. I think that's been a huge struggle. Um, we've obviously yeah. Polygon did a great job of that last year, but just um, the amount of the ones that you guys are working with is super impressive. And um, yeah. just want to give you a huge shout out as well. I think for people that are listening, like obviously Olivia didn't have like a, a extensive background in, in crypto or Web3, <laughs> but 
you know, you have the qualities that this space breeds, right? Which is passion, consistency, and and just drive to be successful. So um, thanks for me. Yeah. Appreciate you yeah. coming on the pod. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would it. say don't be intimidated. Just, you know, ask questions. And as you as you look at uh, Web3, it's it's actually a lot simpler than it seems. And so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Rob. No, thanks, Remy. I'm excited to see where, where Magic goes. And I'm sure it's going to be pretty pretty awesome for you with all the hard work you put in the past few years growing the team. And now seeing that come to fruition in 2024 and like the first kind of product-led startup that you've been with too. So that's awesome. So excited for yeah. you. And, and thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me.